0: It wasn't the prettiest win that we've ever seen, but Texas ran away from UTSA late to the tune of 41-20, to 20, you know what they say, good teams win, great teams cover, and Texas did both. And so it looked a little touchy early on, Kyle. Let's just be honest. The, the UTSA Roadrunners came to play, but I um, think a big combination of things happened in this one. But as we sit here and think about, Texas comes out of non-conference play 2-1, and one where we honestly thought they would be at this point uh, yep. three four weeks ago. Uh, what are your reactions to this game and kind of as we turn the page to conference play? Uh,
1: you know, the, it, it's, it's kind of funny when you sum it that way, right? Two and one exactly where we thought we would be. Probably took a slightly different route and a different look uh, to how it would be, though I think in the off season we always said post-Bama UTSA is a really dangerous game. It's going to be a, a Jeff Trailer coach team. They're going to be coached up. And in the first half, you saw a team that came in and I, I, I mean, I think that's one of the many fantastic things that that Coach Trailer's done. There is that a team with belief who walked in to D.K.R. and said, "Why not us?" And if you're going to be the underdog, there's a there's a very specific playbook that you, uh, you 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 play and you 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 play it to win. And they they played all the hits. You know, they had the surprise onside kick, the the trick play for a touchdown, even though Texas defended it well. They got the touchdown off it, and so it's just. Sometimes it's that day, and you think, is it going to be that day? And, and Texas had a lot of searching to do, soul searching to do uh, coming into the second half, and you knew that Frank Harris is slippery. And any time a quarterback can can have six guys chasing him and still get his eyes upfield and make the 10, 15-yard completion uh, and, and make the cornerbacks defend for eight seconds, uh, something could pop, something could happen. And to, to Texas' credit, it was 17, 17 and a half, and we're looking at a 41-20 to 20 final, right? There's one team that came out and asserted themselves in the second half and, and, and you know, by everyone's estimation, it was the better team. Uh, and and to to see Texas do that when in past they haven't. They have wilted. They have let people run that playbook and stay in the game. And, and the longer you let someone stay around, the more likely the crazy upsets that we've had uh, happen to us a few times here in the past few years uh happen. So you you go through a non conference, get ready for for tech coming up and and starting the conference game. But you like you said, it's two and one, it's where we thought we would be. Um, you know probably better spirits with uh, coming out of Alabama as close as you are and then not having a true letdown. Of course, there's the injuries there, but it seems like you left at a conference limiting your injuries, right? J- seeing Jameson back was great. The progress on yours, you know, being dressed out is uh, fantastic ahead of where we thought it would be. So there's a lot of reasons for optimism. And again, would have loved to have a different first half, but <laughs> I love an outcome. And Texas won and Texas covered.
0: Absolutely. And we talked about it a little bit last week in on our recap show that you can check on our podcast feed from Alabama. But much like we said with Alabama, where this was a Texas team that, you know, two, three years ago would have folded when viewers went down or folded in, in all these other situations. This is a Texas team that came out and played flat and was able to overcome that. And I don't know if we've seen that in recent years where Texas is able to respond to adversity. They go into the locker room and they make some defensive adjustments and they clamp down on them and they lean into it. Bijan goes off in the second half. And seeing the team respond to it, John A. Barron sparks the team with that pick six on defense. Like those are the types of differentiating things that I think we're seeing from Texas this year versus last year or two years ago with Tom Herman's final year. And that's what I'm picking up from this team. And maybe that's just me being, you know, the normal sunshine and sparkles guy that I am. But as Texas looks different coming out of these things, again, it felt like early on, another one was, oh gosh, it's the Texas one. They got up for the big game and they're not there for UTSA. And it was that early. But the way they came out and responded, the way they came out and answered, the way they came out and went on a, you know, what, to, to 17-0 to run to respond and retake the lead, and then they never gave it back up. UTSA only scored three after that kind of onside kick trick play deal that they did. And that's the differentiator for me for Texas. As we look at this game and kind of think about it holistically, Texas responded. Texas was able to say, you know what, this is you're not going to come into my house and punch me in the mouth, and I'm going to lay down. I'm going to get up. I'm going to punch back. And that's what we're going to do. And I think it began and ended, in my mind, with Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson kind of putting the team on their back and saying, I can't get you guys to play harder, but I'm going to play my heart out and I'm going to carry you and we're going to get this thing done. And the rest of the team responded to that.
1: Yeah, I mean, with UTSA early on, really... You know, sticking to the game plan that teams are going to use all year, especially with with you know, viewers out and and even when he's back, he's a, he's a freshman. They're going to use all year. Let's we're going to put you know a lot of guys and a lot of eyes on Bijan Robinson. Who else is willing to step up and and beat us? And in the first half, it was Roshan Johnson was was really that kind of emotional leader, that guy who seemed to have that extra gear, who was willing to break the tackles, who was willing you know to 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 take five nasty yards that took five broken tackles. You know, he he forced and 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 made plays happen, um, and it seemed that that. That was infectious and, and it really like Gerald you, you said there it, it was the two running backs, right? You had 300 yards and I believe four touchdowns between them, right? Like that is the game. Texas didn't complete a pass, I think, uh, in this game after the four-minute mark in the third or four minutes gone in the third quarter. They didn't have to, right? You have a defensive pick six. Um, you know they, they they did a lot of things, but I think yeah, the the big place from Bijan. You can only bottom up so long. When you're punching up above your weight, it's only so long before that talent. You saw a couple times at the end of the first half when Bijan just remembered, hey, wait, I'm so much better, and that's no shot at anyone on on that UTSA team. There's a lot of talent and guys who play their butt off, but I'm so much more talented than almost everyone in college football, Uh, but certainly, you know, uh, a group five uh, defense, like, and and he made those plays. And then you saw it come with the big two touchdown plays in the second half. But I think we have Brad uh, Friesen in the comments. I think it's, he's he's spot on, right? I think there was two plays from the defensive side of the ball. You know what Roshan and Bijan did, but I think on the defensive side of the ball, you of course had the, the, the pick six where you just have to be there to make the plays, you have to be there and then you have to make it, right? Uh, we've had two now pick sixes this year. Fantastic, but Jaday Barron executing on a rare Harris mistake, taking that ball, really changed the game. And then when it seemed, you know, they might have anything else going, we hadn't been able to get him all day. Finally, the second time, won the interception. Second time, we get a sack. Finally, we get our hands on this guy. And I think the correct football play, right, like it in no way was targeting anywhere near hope. And I'm almost – if it wasn't the Big 12, I would say sure that it'll (laughs) be – uh, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, that was a, a team could have folded there, right? Tied yeah. at the half, you could have folded, you know, after a 20 play drive, even though you held them to three to open the game for a team that you don't, after you went four and, and turnover on downs, like that, they could have deflated it multiple times at the half after that. Uh, then, then, you know, the, you get some momentum, like, all right, we're going to put this away. And then your, your defensive leader goes out on a bogus call. You could have, but you saw immediately they responded card, uh, you know, uh, whether he was sandbagging or not, who knows, but unleashed a little (laughs) uh, to get a 50 yard run basically uh, down the field. And then immediately after Bijan Rochon, whoever touched the ball wanted to just like it infuriated them. Like we thought they would come out uh, in the beginning. So, you know, I think that was that targeting call, even though it, was a terrible call. It seemed to be the final straw where UT just said, enough. Like, put this (laughs) thing away. We're done. We're tired. We're not leaving it in the ref's hands. We're not, you know, get this thing over with. I think
0: about the, the leave no doubt moment and remember the Titans. And it's like, that's, that's what that was. And, and the defense responded after that, right? Like, Oh, that, that's how it's going to be. Let's, 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 let's uh, man up and grab uh, for the stop. And they came up with a stop later on in that drive. Right. That felt like if, if UTSA gets a score there, they stay around. And, you know, Texas gets that stop, they go down to score, and UTSA pulls Harris. And I don't know if he was injured or if they were just like, hey, we're not coming back from 18, let's not risk it. I'm not sure what it was. Uh, but that was that was where the game ended, where Texas, again, and, and this was kind of a crockpot game. You hear, call it a lot where the, the talent eventually just catches up with the team and it's, it starts to snowball really quickly. And at the end of the day, it's 21 points, three scores, where it was tight for a little bit. And then all of a sudden so you look up and you're like, oh, that's 21 points. It was a lot easier at the end than I thought. But I I think for me, I have not seen Texas adjust defensively like that at halftime in a long time. Yep, yep. Where UTSA was kind of getting whatever they wanted, and UTSA schemed it right. Like, let's just give Jeff Trailer and his staff a big kudos there. Texas blitzed the crap out of their corners last week against Alabama, and that got Bryce Young off his game because that's kind of how you play Bryce Young. It's like make him have to kind of make those quick decisions and get off of his off of his rhythm. Uh, and they tried it again against UTSA, and UTSA says, "All right, we're going to quick slant to you to death. We're going to get six yards a pop. We're going to we." may break one of these things because somebody misses a tackle and and that was their offensive philosophy and that's really how they extended that that's where that 20-yard drive came in was they were able to pick up four yards at four yards on a quick slant three times is 12 is 12 yards at a first down and so yeah. a lot of that was what they did there With the nickel and dime dink and dunk extend the drive and then that trick play obviously like you said that's that's the recipe for going on the road as an underdog and getting that win is like you 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 get you pick up a cheap one like you get a touchdown you pick up a cheap one with an onside you throw the trick play. And that's where it's where we're it kind of snowballs for you. But again, Texas responded to that they went down, they put together a scoring drive to tie it up at the half. Boom. That's how that's how they stated. It. And again, I can't, we harp on this so much, but it just feels like this Texas team has taken to the culture and taken to the mindset that Steve yeah. Sarkeesian wants out of them. Steve Sarkeesian knows he's been on a championship level team. He won a national championship as an OC in Alabama. He was in this, the Nick Saban coaching rehab program. Like he has seen it, he has done it. And it seems like the roster turnover, the churn, the things that he's been doing culturally have really started to bear out. And we're not seeing the quit in texas we're not seeing the lay on my back and show you my belly that we've seen from texas in years past in these types of games and again it it, that that to me is the thing that is going to to carry texas through again this is a crabs in a barrel year for the big 12 kansas looks like they might be the best team in the conference somehow at this point so like it's it's going to be a um it's going to be like a three-way tie situation to get into arlington and that's that type of mentality is what you need in a year where everybody's just going to be punching each other and knocking each other out and you're going to need to win a, a gutty you know beat a beat another two lost team to make it to arlington
1: and i'll just say this right like we we saw it in alabama and we said you know just to, to hone in specifically and we'll, we'll break it down a bit more in our podcast but we saw it against alabama and said is this a fluke you know was this the perfect game plan is this real texas Winning against Alabama in the trenches was a surprise. I think Texas was expected to dominate in the trenches in this game, um, especially with the kind of offensive line being the weak point for UTSA with some injuries there. Uh, if it wasn't for Harris, I think the stats would show up even more. Uh, they were able to, especially from about the second quarter on, and like Gerald said, in the second half when they adjusted, get a lot of you know pressures on there. But the defensive line uh, towards the end of the game, it seemed you know it made their mark. But I really was proud of the offensive line from the from the get go. Right they. You, you saw how limited they were when they went four straight handoffs like this was not I mean card it's pretty deceptive if you look at the stats 23 uh passing attempts I mean a lot of those were jet sweeps or two yard passes I mean his his first half he had 140 yards uh in, in I, I would guess it's probably 20 of those were air yards right it was all uh short pass yards after the catch and and, and I you know dive into the stats a little bit deeper and see where that stands at the end of the game but um this was a, an offensive line that had a tough task right the entire world knew that Hudson card was hobbled And uh, they were going to be coming and they were going to try to, you know, stop the run, but also, you know, they, they had to, you know, protect a quarterback. Right. And so I think they did a pretty good job. Um, again to brad's point there in the comments i think that you saw uh, especially in the second half when they really just said we want to run and assert ourselves you really saw um kind of that big tight end package with Carrick get in there a bit um which you know I, I is something will go the rest of the season i think when you have any doubts you know that's the package you put in but if it's working you know it, it has its advantages i, I will give credit to. Tavian Sanders blocked really well um, yep. in that second half. Whittington, on on you know, was the spring on on Bijan's second or I guess his third touchdown, a uh, second long one. I mean, so so not just the line, but the entire team being dedicated to, to their blocking assignments, I think was really great. Um, Worthy, it's got to be frustrating for the guy, right? Like he wants to break out, he wants to go, and it's like the deep ball couldn't get there a couple times. He had a couple that, you know, he couldn't quite get to, but he did some good stuff, you know, uh, with yards after the catch with with some some shakiness, some explosiveness. So I think he's, he's bound to break out one of those – a couple of those big ones have to hit, right? He's always – creating the opportunities, we just have to have the healthy quarterback that protection on the line and the chance to get it to him but nonetheless we'll, we'll go into all that a little bit more i think just my takeaway is halftime we all went in with a little bit of a clinch we we're all a little nervous which a little texas bit of a which texas shows up in the second half and i think they answered a ton of questions in that you know two quarters worth of time
0: Absolutely. And and again, that is that is what Texas needs to do because that's the opposite of what they did last year. They would go in a halftime and it'd kind of be a, a, the, the second half letdowns were the meme last year. So can Texas continue that? Can Texas come out and continue that energy? They did it last week against Alabama. They did it this week against UTSA and pulled away. And so now we turn the page to conference play. Steve Sarkeesian said it at the start of the season. He said it before Alabama. The goal is Arlington. And that March starts on saturday so texas will be back in action we'll be back here next saturday following the game for a post a game live stream you can check us out for our full breakdown on tuesday morning we'll be in your podcast feed and barring any other tech gremlins biting me in the keister, we'll be back on thursday for your game day preview thank you so much for joining us have a fantastic rest of your saturday let's go watch the uh a m miami closer
1: over was jobbed. job